Hey everyone, and welcome to Signal from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial, and Sigilite of the FLG, and I'm Seth, the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. Kicker, bud, how have you been doing? Yeehaw! I've been painting Yeehaw. it raw. <laughs> I've been Yeehaw. painting. Oh, oh, we doing that? Oh, we no, doing no, 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 that? No, no. We're not. We're not doing our southern thing. I was. I've just. I've been painting Rough Riders like all week long, uh, guys. If you're listening to our podcast, you should be watching our podcast live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Not only do you get the cool visual elements, but you get to be part of chat. And this week is especially important because we're going to be talking about all the new shiny stuff we've heard about coming from GW. So, Seth. Hobby progress. Check it out. Can we can we bring in my, my hobby progress? Look at this. Boom. There are 10 Rough Riders, beautifully based. So uh, honestly, where, um, where are they? Where they're, are they? They're coming. They're coming. They're I coming. Don't see my, it. my Rough Riders are still currently uh, sneaking around the, the flanks of the enemy. They will be here eventually. But Seth, um, these were the Rough Riders that I had mentioned to you last week that had drew, uh, drew blood on me. I had stabbed ah, myself on the, on yes, the lance. those Rough Riders are looking yeah. good, man. Well, okay, so that's just the base coats, and they have a lot to go. Honestly, they look kind of yeah. crappy. I, like, I always think that models look really crappy until you do the first wash, and then they start to look a little bit more. more, more yeah, more everything when it's, when it's unwashed just looks really flat. So yeah, I'm like, oh, jeez, didn't my... Did my kid paint these? Probably. Um, but yeah, Seth, that is that is what I mean. I'm, I want to get these done. These are the last models I have to get done before the new edition drops. So I'm like, I gotta finish them up. I want a few games with it, with with them before we go into tenth. Seth, what have you been up to, man? I mean, yeah. any, any games? I've any been models? painting as well. All right, cool, I've been cool. painting as well. I got some Gretchen done. Oh yeah, uh, these are some 3D printed Gretchen from Station Forge. They did different theme Gretchen. So these Gretchen are themed after the Beast Snaga boys yeah. box set. So I did those do, up. Do they have so they close combat pelt. weapons and a pistol? Is that what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. They got little pelts and stuff. And and so they're, they were cool. And then uh, I finally uh, was able to get my hands on the new Snickrop model. Oh, so yeah. I did him up uh, and I had a question for everyone in chat and for uh, Kicker and Nick. If purple smoke, would that make the orc invisible or would the smoke be invisible and you could see the orc? Okay, first of all, if I see I think smoke, I immediately think it's like toxic fumes and he's like poison gassing himself. Like I think that's a bad thing. Sorry. Um I don't think invisibility at all. Is that is that an orc kind of reference? Orcs purple orcs think purples is invisible. Oh, okay. See, I, I never didn't see know that. Orcs. I didn't I didn't know that. Okay. So I know red makes fast, purple makes invisible. Uh all right. Uh Nikki D, what do you think, man? I think this is one of those situations where if the orcs believe hard enough that the purple makes them invisible, then they're invisible, right? There's a lot of stories in 40k that like the only reason the emperor might actually be alive is the orcs will it into existence, right? It's their belief that red makes them go fast, <laughs> blue makes them lucky, all those sort of things. So, Seth, I think mm -hmm. it's just a matter of do the orcs believe hard enough that purple makes them invisible? I think that's the determining factor. Yeah, I, th I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But I did I, some, I did some purple smoke on his little smoke grenade there on his base. So. I like it though, man. I, I and, and, you know, side tangent here. There should be a children's book all about orcs and their favorite colors and like what they represent. I just see this being like the perfect little kids book. You know, blue is lucky. Okay, all right, Seth. That looks gorgeous though, man. Uh, I'm gonna need you to to write that book for next week. Just so we can, <laughs> can it be read by Henry Cavill? Uh, like that, yeah, I think would just be absolutely I'm, I fantastic. Am in. Let's we'll, we'll use all of our Million considerable dollars. influence in the community. Guys, to get there's Henry a ton Cavill. of money in children's books, like right, like that. That's yeah, a real yeah. industry there. All right, so Henry Cavill, that's 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 your next project. Yeah. Um, um, besides that, I've been watching some some TV and some movies. I've been rewatching a series called Food Wars, um, yes. and then I watched uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, <laughs> 
a mistake was made. Um, and then I've just been prepping for a small local GT, which I'm super excited for because it's just a bunch of my my uh, my longtime like event friends all getting together. It's literally a store that we normally just do like a monthly RTT at. And they're like, you guys want to do a GT? And we were like, sure. So it's just going to be a lot of hanging out and good times. Nice, man. So nice, looking nice. forward. Are, are you Nick, doing anything crazy to? with your list? Because it is kind of the nth and end of night. Are you just yeah, going basically and... the same list I uh, I played last weekend or the other weekend before? Cool, 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 cool. Well, guys, let's talk a little bit about the industry news, and that starts off with the GW pre-orders. Guys, Galadark, this is the wait, last. Wait, wait, wait. What about what about what Nick has been up okay, to? Okay, 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 okay. Well, reel it back in, reel it back in. Let's bring in Nikki. Hey, where, where okay, Nikki? it's okay. I mean. Uh, re- Kicker, you must be wearing red, just speeding through all the announcements here for <laughs> yeah. today. That's Who okay. Who wants to get to the fun stuff? We'll probably get to the fun stuff. <laughs> hey, I mean, guys, there's a lot we're going to talk about, so we, we'll we we'll get there. But no, I'm, I'm good. Everybody, I, I was away last week, um, but that allowed me some time on a flight to finish reading Thrawn Alliances, uh, one of the more recent Timothy Zahn novels about uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, really great. And then uh, other nerd-related thing, I have finally finished watching the Harry Potter movies. I had avoided them for a long, long time, just didn't really care for, for the books when they came out, that sort of thing. I have now officially finished all of the movies. Um, I still have to finish reading six of the books, but um, that's where I'm at. And then I'm Wait, trying to- thoughts. Fi- Give us your, 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 your thoughts on Harry Potter. Did you enjoy the movies? Four, uh, movie four or book four was clearly the best in my mind. Uh, three was really good. Five was, it, it was, it was kind of like a bell curve. If you're yeah. a science person where yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. beginning and the end were kind of lackluster, but those middle movies were absolutely fantastic. Cool. That was my cool. opinion cool. on it. And, uh, I've done a number of tests to determine online tests to figure out which house I belong to. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, guys. Apparently I am a Slytherin. Oh shit. You asshole. All right. I don't, I don't even know what that means. Oh, Seth, wait, are you like totally outside of the Harry Potter? You know, well, I am. Oh no. I am. Okay. Okay, that's I okay. don't dabble. You know, you don't dabble in Harry Potter. There's just not enough like blood and guts in that. All right, all right, cool. It, it, it just wasn't a thing for me when I uh, when I came out, and yeah. I just never got into it. Well, well, well Nikki D, uh, army wise, I know you've been getting a little bit of hobby done because you're prepping for ACO. We know you're going to ACO. Yes, I am going to ACO in June, so I look forward to seeing Kicker, Seth, you, and everybody from the chat mm-hmm. and everybody from uh, the Frontline Gaming community there. I'm in a little bit of a dilemma because I've been playing Chaos Demons since their codex came out, and there's more hobby I got to do there. I could run out Chaos Demons again, finish ninth that way. I kind of want to go back to Death Guard, though. I started playing ninth edition with Death Guard and, and you know, podiumed and even won my first event uh, ever playing Death Guard at a, a local RTT. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that I started ninth with Death Guard. I should finish them with Death Guard and um, that I should probably bring out Mortarian. That's that's where my heart says. That's yeah. where my heart is leading me. But yeah. uh, we got time to figure that out between now and then. Cool, cool, cool. All right. All right. All right, kicker. Yes. Now you can do it. Industry news. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm just very excited. So this weekend, we're getting the Gallo Dark pre-order. This is the final, uh, I guess, Into the Dark themed, you know, uh, it, you know, Kill Team battle set. A lot of people aren't mm-hmm. playing it for Kill Team. They just love the models. And this box set has the, I, I think it's got the best models yet. You've got the Space Dwarves, right, with the guy with the Knuckle Busters and the Jetpacks, which everyone can appreciate. But you've got Beastmen, new Beastmen. These things are Freaking amazing. And they can all be built as, I guess, standardized beastmen, you know, pistol, close combat weapon, uh, which mm-hmm. definitely means that they're going to have rules for 40K of some sort. So you can build them all as specials for kill team or as kind of just general, generalized beastmen troops, which I'm sure will be cool. uh, some sort of an infantry squad, which is just 
so cool. The models have got so much character, and this is this is the capstone, I guess, of the season of Kill Team. So those will be out. And our BDs are coming alone, uh, coming out as a standalone box. Seth and I, we were just talking about how they're getting faster and faster and faster at at releasing the individual yeah. kits as opposed to the box sets. So I mean, this is what, yeah, a month and a half. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say like it's it can't have been more than six weeks. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a really fast turnaround from GW. Thank you very much, Games Workshop. And finally, you get the upgrade sprue for the new kill team. Um, this is the uh, upgrade sprue that you can pre-order on its own that has the breachable walls. For those of you playing boarding patrol, uh, boarding actions or, or, or kill team, those breachable wall sections are pretty damn sweet. And Seth, yeah, we should cool. jump into to, to nerd news, right? Because there's a few things going yep. on. Um, what, you you want to take the first one? Take take the first one. This is important. Yeah. Well, no, I think that one's probably more of a, a Nikki D. Okay, Nikki D. Special. Take the first one, guys. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I hope you have your tickets for for this weekend. I am going eleven thirty on Saturday morning to see it. <laughs> there might be a few more children in the crowd than you know normal yes. for a movie, but uh, that's when I had to, that's when I could get my friends together to go see okay, it. I. Cool. I love that movie series, all those characters. Supposedly, it's the last one contractually for a number of the actors. Mm -hmm. So I'm ready to have my heart broken. um, And uh, I'm just ready for a good time. Who's your favorite? Groot? Groot is Groot. Everyone loves Groot. Oh, no. Uh, My favorite? Drax the Destroyer. All right, cool. Cool, cool. I like it. I have bad news for you. David Batista's already said he won't do another one without James Gunn. (sighs) I know. But that means that we should see him in DC movies in the future. Which I'm open to oh, that yeah. consideration. Oh, yeah. I'm open That's to fair. that consideration. Uh, Seth, you want to take our next topic on nerd news? Because this is important, man. This is a big one. <laughs> is it Transformers it, Rise of the Beast? Trans- I'm not a Transformers fan. Are you serious? Get out of here. How you, you don't watch Harry Potter. Right, you don't I'll care about Transformers. <laughs> Just what the, what the hell? Like, seriously. All right. I mean, come on. Everyone, this has got... I, did you ever watch the cartoons? I mean, like the, the, the Beast I Wars? Like, I didn't have cable as a kid. Like, I got to exist off the same, like, two or three Ninja Turtle VHSs that I had. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Uh, you were deprived, and I, I really do feel for you. Um, well, Nikki D... Thoughts on uh, the new Transformers? Come on, man. The Rise of the Beast. This is this is this is Beast. Now. No. Yeah, yes. I've been very hit or miss on the Transformers movies, the Michael Bay movies. Some uh, the Bumblebee movie that came out a few years ago. Yeah. That one was actually pretty good. I did good. like that one. That but good. I, I kicker, you mentioned the Beast Wars TV show. Yeah. This is bringing in some of those characters from that TV show. So someone yeah. as who was born in the '80s but watched Transformers in the '90s. I grew up watching Beast Wars, so I. <laughs> Could not be more excited for Optimus Primal, for Rhinox, for exactly. Airazor, for Cheetor. I've got every Cheetor toy from when no they were around are. in the 90s. Oh, they're great. Seth, they're, they're great. Seth, Seth is just like, I could not stop. be more excited. No, no, this, no. I, no I'm, I'm super Christmas hyped for me. the next Dune. Okay, yeah. Oh, so we, yeah, okay, let's go so there. Let's go there. Dune, Dune, Dune. The trailer Dune. just dropped. Yeah. Yes, go watch it. As soon as I'm, this is done, go go watch the new Dune trailer. Um, I'm Chills? I, I'm getting chills. I don't know about you guys. I'm getting chills. Yeah. Um, I, did you guys read the books at all? I, there's also, a new, you know, we talked about last week, but there's a new Flash trailer. But you know, whatever. yes, there was a new, there is a new Flash trailer. I know Seth, that's that's right, that's up your alley, and you like that. It's got a little bit of Batman in there and whatnot. That's that's hitting you. But come on, Dune, mm-hmm. chills. We, uh, 
I, I read the books and I'm like, wow, this is kind of, this is pretty much how I envisioned it. Like, this is what I want to see. So, so hopefully this is going to be, uh, as, as good as the first trailer is making it look out to be, um, regarding frontline gaming news, guys, full okay. color terrain, which you guys have been begging us for is back online right now. It's out available specifically the urban corruption terrain set. I think we're still waiting on the sisters, but it's, you know, it's as seen as the world's best competitive events at all the top tables. It's our full color urban corruption terrain set. And this is part of the frontline gaming, uh, traveling tournament terrain set. So you'll see that at mm -hmm. uh, BAO this month at ACO LSO. This is one of the more popular sets and now you can buy it. It, and is, bring it, it is a very set. good set. It's, it's fun. Very it's excited good. to see it uh, out for wide release. Yeah, people have been really, really patient with us. We just we had a huge backlog, and we finally caught up with all the wholesale orders for all the different stores and tournament organizers. So now you can get it for your own home uh, uh, play area. BAO. MCP is on fire at BAO. I don't know what happened, but in the past week, MCP just like exploded. So, you know, maybe you don't want to play 40K right now. You want to play something different in your San Francisco area. Come on down and play some MCP. There is a Las Vegas Open MCP qualifier taking place there at the BAO. Nice. ACO, dude. That's the other one. We added Conquest. I've never played Conquest, but it looks like a hell of a whole. Have you seen the Conquest miniatures, Seth? No, but I have heard a lot of things about Conquest. Yeah. Um, a lot of folks are very interested in that game. Um, I know a lot of folks were really into it before we were starting to reach the tail end of ninth, mm -hmm. but I know a lot of folks that have jumped into playing it just as like a, a palate cleanser between the end of ninth and the start yeah. of tenth. So very interesting to see that, uh, if this is going to be a, uh, a game system that continues to grow and keep some momentum because I've heard a lot of good things about the system as it is and along with the, uh, the company and their responsiveness. Yeah. The and, and that's the thing, what you just said, Seth, that's the company, right? The people making mm -hmm. conquest, which is Parabellum games. They are so engaged with, with us, the organizers, with the player base, they're pushing it hard and really adapting. So, so that's why we have conquest. Like they reached out, they're like, Oh, you got ACO coming up. Yeah. We will fully support this. It's going to be a ton of prize support. So, so conquest is a pretty, you know, something, Something to keep your uh, eyes open for. And then at Lone Star Open, we've added Bolt Action, which makes sense. I mean, the Lone Star Open is our military appreciation event. We should have Bolt Action there. And there's a lot of excitement. I love there. that we left the picture of Box eating a Desolator Marine in. <laughs> Yeah, if you're watching right now, we have a, a photo of, of none other than Vanguard Taxi, Stephen Box, eating a Desolator Marine, because Stephen Box is teaching a workshop at the Lone Star Open. That would be Friday afternoon. You if you want to learn how to take a bite out of the meta. <laughs> There's your tagline, Steven. I love it. I love Send it. me a check. Um, oh, and, and Cruise Hammer. I wanted to share uh, the Cruise Hammer logo. I don't know if we made it into sh the show notes tonight or not because I kind of think I made it in. last minute. That's okay. We've got Cruise Hammer uh, going uh, strong. That is going to be taking place in August, departing out of the New York, New Jersey port. And finally, guys, yes, the Las Vegas Open. Next week, we should have the specific details, but I'll tell you right now, June is when tickets are going to be going up for sale. Um, there's mm -hmm. going to be a few brand new additions for the Las Vegas Open, specifically how to make lines go faster at uh, Trekin, something that we're very excited about. We planned this about three weeks ago, and uh, I'm finally getting to release it and talk about it next week. And we're also really going to be leaning into uh, teams and clubs at the las vegas open so if you're part of a team or part of a club or an organization traveling together to the las vegas open uh stay tuned for next week so you can hear some of these really cool perks you can be able to get it's really cool i he told me about it <laughs> sworn to secrecy though don't don't go on reddit and leak it seth damn it come on don't do that <laughs> for a fee no for a fee for a fee um seth i think you need to ask um oh wait no, i'm gonna wait, ask this to nikki d because yeah, i think nikki d is the question. most, is, so the most uh star wars uh, involved amongst us uh nikki d 
What Star Wars character would you most and least want to play 40K with? Least no is easy. Uh, and it's really not a single character, but just in general, Jawas. They're little cheats. Yes. They try to steal, steal all your stuff. You know, I don't want to play 40K against Jawas. Yeah. They're just going to be a mess. And, and also, it, I'm going to have to be moving their models for them across. They they can't reach that table. They're like three feet tall. So it's just going to be a bad experience all around if I'm playing against Jawas. Um, but who would I want to play against? Um, I mean, Lando Calrissian. Come on. I mean, he might also cheat me, but right. at least it's going to be fun. Uh, he's probably going to – there's probably a few uh, bets, uh, a few drinks going around. There will be a crowd around the table. Anything with Lando Calrissian is two thumbs up for me. So yeah, question. I, mean, I, could, I could definitely agree with Lando as the best, but you mean to tell me you're not going to put like Vader or Chewbacca in the bottom? Like Vader will force choke you if he loses. And Chewbacca, they literally have a scene they where do. he's threatening to tear <laughs> the arms off C-3PO <laughs> for beating him on a tabletop strategy game. I'm just saying, do you like your arms, Nikki T? <laughs> I, I didn't want to go for the low-hanging fruit, but yes, that th those are good examples. Uh, you know, they're from it. Um, and who I would not want to be, who I would not want to be playing. Because um, yeah, but, the Chewbacca, the arm tearing, yeah, not great. Would you guys want to be playing against, you know, Yoda because you get like enlightened the entire time? You know, get some real wisdom there, um, or possibly Ewoks because no, they're cute and cuddly. Ewoks and riddles. <laughs> Toxins. It would also be the slowest game of 40k. Um, cool, cool. Well, I actually thought this question was what model or like miniature, or like like what unit from Star Wars could you drop into the 40k universe and and, and want to do? Like, you know, I've always, I've always, I was thinking like it'd be kind of cool to have Jawas be in the 40k universe as some sort of like infantry unit or mercenary unit. Not mercenary. You know what? Boba Fett in 40k. That's what I want. I, I want mean, a Boba Fett bounty hunter that can like kind of like an assassin kind of character. You can just drop him into any army. If, that's a dream. Kicker, if that's the question, I'm going with a, you know, command squad unit, if you will, of yeah. Din Jarden, the, the Mandalorian and Grogu. Of course. Right. Where yeah. it's like he, he's got Grogu's his little familiar coming around with him. That yeah. would be my obvious choice. All right, Seth, you're up. What, what do you want? What do you want? We got Boba Fett. We what, got a, a Din. What, what character do I want to drop into 40K? Yeah, that you could play with. Like in a game of 40K, what Star Wars kind of random ass character? Do you, do you even have to ask? It's Han Solo every day. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. What can't he do? Yeah, right. <laughs> he can fly planes. He can infiltrate bases. He can woo princesses. He's the man. All right. Just, just let him, let him do his thing. Han Solo, it is. Hey, hey guys, I gotta call right, out some. Let's options get into the main from, segment. I, I gotta call it an option from the chat here, from Crip Shadow. Jar Jar Binks. What do you think? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to leave. I'm done. Second Get time tonight, here. I'm out. Uh, boot, boot, boot that. Seriously, boot that person out of our chat right now. No, uh, no, no. I think Jar Jar Binks would be a good, like, objective marker. Like, kind of like, you know, like, I don't Jar -Jar know. Jar Jar Binks I, is just, sort of random ass token. Jar Jar Binks is what we throw to the squigs to feed. <laughs> Come on, let's get into the main segment, Let's boys. get into the main segment. Let's do this. 10th edition news, folks. This is big. We've gotten a lot of releases from Warhammer Fest, a lot of news from Warhammer Fest. We've gotten a lot of news mm -hmm. just in general recently. Uh, Seth, we're going to start off with Gambits and Missions for 10th edition. Now, guys, yeah, what you're hearing missions. right now are not leaks. Oh this is all provided from Games Workshop directly, so we're not leaking anything ourselves. But we have our unique insight, and both Seth and Nikki D and myself, so I guess all three of us have really focused on trying to um, – Take all the information that is out there and consolidate it into this great little podcast episode so that you can know what we know, if not more. Seth, Gambits and Missions, explain what they are and if you love them or hate them. So, 
These are going to be divisive. These are going to be divisive. There's no yeah. way around it. But they basically announced what the new mission pack will be, uh, which is a similar to like the um, Tempest of War or the Maelstrom of War decks, if you've messed around with them, um, where you're going to have a number of cards that represent deployment rules, a number of cards that represent unique mission rules, and a number of cards that represent unique primary, secondary, and gambits. And the way it'll work is... Uh, the you either it, it, you can just kind of shuffle and deal them out if you want, but they also describe that some you know for tournaments um, they might predetermine these in in advance and put those in their player packets. So we'll see kind of how the community decides to adopt this. But basically, you could have if you think about it, if there's you know what five or six different deployment types, and then if you think about our current rules pack right now, we have nine missions. With with some shared deployment types, we have nine missions that have individual rules like abandoned sanctuaries. There's no forward deployment or uh, data scry salvages. If your objective secured on the middle objectives, you become sticky. Um, so if you think of those as like the mission rules, and then the primary right now we do have two types of primary: a hold two, hold three, hold more, or hold one, hold two, hold more. I'm not quite sure what they're going to do there, but. The fact that you can mix and match all these combos goes from from nine missions in our current pack to like upwards of like, you know, 30, 40 options. Which is awesome, there. Right? So it's awesome. I think that gives us a lot of options for us as as uh, tournament goers and tournament organizers to fine tune the combos that we like that we want to see. Um you know, I was I was joking around with with uh, some of the the folks that are running events, and you know, maybe maybe some events don't predetermine. Maybe they do randomly, you know, generate their missions, but they do that live on stream after lists lock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you know, that. or something like that. So there's a lot of cool options there. And then they they talked about the secondaries. There's selectable things mm-hmm. um, like we have now, but they can be something you select that you have for the entire game. So something like assassinate or yep. uh, bring them down or something that you draw each turn and get new objectives each turn to complete, similar to the old Maelstrom of War, which uh, the European meta really liked um, back during the Maelstrom days of, of 8th edition. So that's cool because it gives you some options there, some flexibility about what your army wants to do. Um, if your opponent doesn't have something, you know, if, if the if the static ones are mostly go kill your opponent and your opponent doesn't build a list that lets you go kill things, you got another option. But then finally, kicker, the, the thing that's really like kind this of mind blowing a little is bit. controversial is, here, yeah. Yeah, the gambits. So mm-hmm. basically the gambits are uh, in turn three, you can just decide, you know what? I don't want to play the primary objective anymore. I'm not doing it uh, well, whatever it happens to be. So you decide that you're going to play a gambit and you just say, I'm not scoring primary the same way you are. I'm going to do my own thing now. Uh, and it presents you a new way to score primary points. Now, the one that they showed us certainly has caused some controversy because yeah. essentially... Share, share that, yeah, share that one in detail, yeah. Yeah, so essentially what that one is, is you stop scoring primary points and they they stated that you can score 15 primary points a turn. And at the end of turn five, you can put units uh, basically within nine of each table corner, not in engagement range uh, in a different table corner from each other and not uh, like battle shocked or anything like that. And you roll getting plus one for each unit you have in a table quarter. And if you roll a 12 plus, you just get 30 points. Yeah. Now that's on um, top of the points you already got for primary, yeah. right? So you keep, you kept the points you already had. So there is a chance that you could have a 30 point jump at the end of the game. But 
And and I see why that's divisive because people are like, so someone could just hit a, a box cars and get 30 points on me. That seems kind of unfair. But for those two turns, they weren't scoring primary. That means they gave up a maximum of 30 points in primary. Good you point. could have been scoring primary during those turns. Good point, and you Steph. know what they're going to be trying to do come the end of the game now. So I think it's an option. Um, we'll see what kind of other ones we get. Uh, but I certainly think it's an interesting option for, hey, I'm on the back foot. And we, we've talked about it before tactically. Like sometimes you're like, I can't play conservative. I got to play aggressive because there's I, my only chance to win is this long shot. Maybe this opens up a few more long shot avenues so that you're never quite out of a game. So I think it could be interesting. I, I want to see the rest of the cards, obviously. Yeah. But it's, this is a massive options, right? Those are Hail yeah. Mary options that, you, you know, you don't most competitive players are not going to bank on that option. But at least it keeps keeps your opponent honest. Like, hey, they can do something until the very end. So you don't want to just end the game early, you know? Because right yeah. now it seems like some people, you know, uh, after turn, you know, turn two, maybe turn three. Okay, the game's kind of like figured out. No, there's this last minute. Who knows what could happen? Option. So mm -hmm. could keep it yeah. interesting. So I think there's a lot of of. With this deck, I think they can make a lot of diversity of missions, and I think that's kind of one of the big things that you could complain about with the mission packets we've been getting from Games Workshop for this edition is there hasn't been a ton of diversity in the missions themselves. So yeah. I think these will kind of provide us with the diversity. And if if these gambits and secondaries and primaries are balanced, I could see a lot of really fun games coming out of a system like that. So and, and, and interesting it's to kind see of a where cool it goes. concept, right? Like they could release new cards yep. next year, new season. So it's like all of a sudden a whole new set, a yeah. whole new deck of cards that you're playing with, keeping it yeah. entertaining. And, and yeah, and who knows? You know, maybe these maybe these cards are good for a year. Maybe they're good for six months. Yeah. Maybe that you know who knows. So. Um, we got to bring in our Space Marine expert right now, Nikki D, to talk about his thoughts mm -hmm. on the Space Marine information that's been released. Nikki D, take it away. Yeah, thanks. So everybody knows the rules for Space Marines are focused on the combat doctrines, which currently in Ninth Edition, you start in Devastator, you can move to Tactical, you can move to Assault, and that impacts the AP, increases the AP for your weapons, right? Devastator, it's your, your heavy and grenade. Tactical, it's Assault and Rapid Fire. Assault, it's pistols and melee. Combat doctrines now totally changed. And as I understand it from reading the article, it's based on the detachment, the Gladius detachment that you're taking, right? So instead of those increasing AP, mm -hmm. you get these three abilities that you can use each once per game. Um, so these are going to let you do different things like uh, shoot and determine what you advanced in Devastator yeah. Doctrine and Tactical, mm -hmm. you can uh, shoot uh, or charge and determine what you fell back and then assault. Uh, yeah, uh, you can you can charge yeah you you can charge if you advance so very powerful one time use abilities that you can really lean mm -hmm. into the different specialties and the elite nature of a space marine army so you know we're still getting little bits of information I like these changes you know a lot of folks don't like how much AP there is in a game so removing the AP from combat doctrines is definitely a way to remove AP from the game so I'm, I'm interested yeah. to see more but it's a it's a good start. Uh, you know, we're going to toss it over to, to Seth right now to talk about the bugs because you are a resident Xenos expert. I mean, okay, mainly orcs, but bugs are like, you no, know, I can, I can be an expert control. of all Xenos. I'll take okay, this title. I am, I am king of the Xenos. Take it away. What are your thoughts on Xenos? Because these are the two big factions we're getting in the yeah. box, right? We're getting they, Space Marines. They, they previewed uh, a couple of data sheets, the um, uh, Screamer Killer and a, a few others, but... Um, the big thing is uh, they're, they're kind of their synapse rules, yeah. um, which basically makes their units less susceptible to uh, battle shock tests. They take 3d6 rather than 2d6. And remember now, 
in 10th edition, it's going to be, here's your, your leadership value and you have to exceed it with the role. So you're trying to go above it. So 3d6 is good. Yeah. Um, and, and in general, it seems like in all dice rolls in the new edition, the, the higher the dice, the better the position you're in, yeah. you know, that makes it very streamlined. So, so synapse. So it makes their things a lot less susceptible to synapse or to Battleshock. And then the flip side is they have uh, the Shadow and the Warp, which used to be a thing that affected Psykers and usually made it harder for them to cast spells. Now it's just a once-per-game ability where table-wide, every unit in your opponent's army has to take a Battleshock test. And that is huge. huge. I I know a lot of people were like, this is not that good, but I'm like, remember what they said Battleshock does. It turns your your objective control to zero, Mm -hmm. which, kicker, I don't know if you're a mathematic expert, but come I, here I am for not. Me, but I am. I am. I am from Louisiana. Math you're gonna, let's thing. just say for a minute, you got ten guardsmen on an objective. Yeah. And I have two tyranids, mm-hmm. and my guys are OC one. Your guys are OC one. What's ten? Ten times one kicker. Ten times one is ten, I believe. So you have ten, and I have two. Yeah. So you win. So I win. Well, let's say those you. basic guardsmen don't have really good leadership, and you fail your battle shock test, and they're now zero. What's well, what's zero times ten kicker? I'm, I'm, that is a big old zero, man. So zero. now I control the objective with your two little gaunts or it's, whatever bugs. Yeah, with my two little gaunts. So I know you can't rely on what units are necessarily going to fail, but the fact that you can you can make that test occur across your opponent's entire army, the fact that it prevents it from using stratagems. This that's is that's the is big, big one. Deal. That's this, the big one, Seth. Because if you know you need to really cripple them, certainly not allowing an army that is dependent on key stratagems to not be able to do them. Yep. You know, ouch. Well, and it's, and it messes things up where it's like, oh, maybe that backfill objective unit that was just one unit on an objective that your opponent was like, I'm just going to keep them sitting here. It'll be fine. And they fail that battle shock mm-hmm. test. So I think the the threat of it, I think, is important as well as when you when you pop it, because um, after you pop it, there's no more threat because it's once per game. So but devil's I'm excited here, by this. Seth, yeah. because devil's the advocate, we got to point out that some armies and somebody was just saying in chat, some armies inherently have super high leadership, so are very likely to not be impacted by battle yeah. shock tests, right? Because We've not seen the full tier net rules. They may have ways to affect your unit's ability to take a Battleshock test. Fair, fair, fair. We don't know. So, I mean, certainly, you know, there's like the the new like... um, Oh, Dean's going to yell at me and chat immediately. The new squad that looks like they're based off Lictors. Yeah. Then, um, um, you know, like those are like Ryan, terror Ryan, troops. Yeah. Yeah. Von Ryan's. Yeah. Leapers. Those are like terror Von, troops. There we go. They're Von, Von Ryan's, Ryan's Leapers. leapers. Yes. Von Ryan's Leapers. Like those, maybe that if that unit attacks something or is nearby something, maybe it reduces that unit's uh, leadership. And then, oh, you know, oh, wait, so you, doesn't the Psyker Killer Plasma Carnifex thing do some sort of leadership thing, right? Maybe does it? Might. Does it? I'll have to go check. Right. I thought it was like if it hits you, because I was reading the, the rules on its. Um, I was reading the like the the gun. If the gun hits you, it does something, right? I thought it does. Or it's like look at the well, look, look it up. Look it up. Yeah, the screamer killer. The you screamer talk killer. About the Leviathan box. I'm gonna go look for the screamer killer. Okay, rules. you look up at the. Okay, so anyway, your good point though. There might be ways to lo- uh, lower people's leadership or make them more susceptible to battle shock. Now we're talking about space marines. We're talking about Niz. Now the reason we're doing that is because they're both in the brand new box. We got to see the full box. It's gorgeous. There's a ton of minis in there. Every single mini in there is brand spanking new. You get the books. You get the cards. You get everything you need to go start playing. But we got to look at those space marines very closely. Uh, Nikki D, I'm sure you saw them. There's Stern Guard vets in there, and those Stern Guard vets have old school space marine helmets in there. So they're new miniatures. It's a classic with old school space marine helmets. Yeah, Whoa. it's a it's a classic look, and it's definitely something that looks, I think, very appealing for the old school fans. It's a upscaled model, right, for for the better sizing versus yeah. what's the traditionally trueborn. So a lot of people love those. I I am a Blood Angels player, so I don't. I'm a space marine player that doesn't really know what guns are. 
yeah, but yeah. for other for but for other Space Marine players, though, I think this has been one of the most most excitable kits that comes in this set. It's going to do a great job of merging, mm -hmm. let's call them Firstborn with Primaris, right? You, you're getting that nice little, you know, mingling in there. Uh, Seth, do we have a response regarding the... Yeah, so it, when you do when you use that attack, it makes that unit minus one leadership and also makes it already take a battle shock test. So wow. it's already triggering on its own. And that's but, the shooting attack or the close combat attack? Yeah, it's a shooting attack. But screamer killer. We, okay, we cool. don't know the rest of the codex. If they stack some leadership debuffs into that codex somewhere, um, I think we could have uh, potentially an interesting combo on cool. our hands there. Well, before we start talking about the rest of the bugs, I also want to talk about the Space Marine Flamethrower, guys. This is going to be basically intercessors with the sweet flamethrower. And, you know, we've seen the new Overwatch, the basic the concept of Overwatch. Squad? Huh? So what? I like the Infernus squad. The Infernus, I can't remember. I'm just going to call them flamethrower guys because it's easy. But yeah, they got big ass flamethrowers. These guys are going to be brutal in Overwatch. I mean, obviously, right? They're going to have auto hit because all flamethrower weapons have auto hit. Mm -hmm. And they'll probably pair very nicely with that shiny new uh, lieutenant who's got a flame, a combi flamer. So exciting stuff there. Then we've got the bugs. Now, the Tyranids, all those are brand new miniatures. You know, we've got the new Hormagons, right? Or, you know, with the shooters, you've got the, 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 I don't know my bugs, clearly. But you got new everything. Um, you have the weird, like, tentacle dude. I don't know. Did you catch his name, Seth? What was his Neuro name? Neurotyrant. Neurotyrant. Thank you. I appreciate it. Xenos uh, expert there. Uh, Seth, out of all those new minis, are any one of the ones, like, you're like, that one is the sexy one. That's what I want. The Neurotyrant has got to be, like, it's, it's the giant brain bug. It's the giant brain bug. Yeah. yeah so, I'm, so I'm waiting for Neil Patrick Harris to show up in the Space Marine Army to like put his <laughs> hand on it and be like, it's afraid. Like, come it's on. Afraid. <laughs> oh, well, well done with that reference. I appreciate it, Seth. So, so, so the, the, the nids are cool, right? And, and I think Seth was mentioning it in the uh, pregame show. The poor Tiernid players haven't had a new miniature for what eight years since 2014 since if you 2014. if you don't count the the uh parasite, the parasite of the the or whatever it is yeah it's 14 years or it's been 2014 so yeah they've they should be super hyped Jeez. Well, okay, so we've got this brand new 10th edition box, which is obviously a lot of hype, but we've also got these other big releases that were announced over Warhammer Fest. We've got Aegis Sigmar, the Dawnbringer, um, I don't even know what the hell these things are. Dawnbringer events, uh, Nikki D, what, what, are we going, what are we going here? Cover yeah, my butt. Tell us more about that, Nikki. Yeah, because I'm I'm so lost. I don't know anything about Aegis Sigmar, really. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the way that it has been implied from Games Workshop with the reveal is that that these it's a series of four books that will be progressing the story does that mm -hmm. sound familiar 40k players it should <laughs> yeah. because right we had what four or five books each yeah. book is going to mm -hmm. have a new model or a new uh, character um you know yeah. that's going to come with some of the factions and some of the things so fire slayers which are the right. shirtless dwarves everybody loves them right of course um right. the uh the nurgle i forget the name but the nurgle um gloom spike gets magikin of nurgle yep thank you the Gloomspite Gits, which are the goblins, and then Flesh Eater Quartz, which there's yeah. been a lot of rumors that Flesh Eater Quartz are going to get, uh, they're, they're due for a book sometime soon, so probably not happening in this timeline, but we'll see. So there's going to be some groups having some new models and things like that, but perhaps the most important thing that we got to talk about for Age of Sigmar, actually a uh, little bit of a timeline here, but I'm skipping ahead here for those watching. Yes! Uh, Seth, <laughs> Seth, in, in our chat, Mog this, Renta! 
<laughs> Look right, at this thing. Let's, let's talk about the visual elements we've got what here on this, screen. For those yeah, what is this? <laughs> this is a giant angry pig with what looks to be a war boss on top of it. And it's so giant and angry. He looks like he strapped two knobs to its butt yeah. to ride yeah. sidecar with this thing and just slash and smash its way to victory. It's, a, it's an Age of um, Sigmar kill I just love That's this what model. It is. Kill rig all the way. It basically is, yeah. I I will find a way to get my hands on this model and either make it work for 40k, or this might be what finally makes me start. <laughs> All right, I don't know, so, man. this, this so, guy looks sweet. So that's conversion fodder, or maybe you'll start playing Age of Sigmar. We know you love your orcs. Well, the equivalent to Imperial Guard in Age of Sigmar are cities of Sigmar. Uh, you know, in cities of Sigmar, these are the Empire yep, yep. models, and those new knights are just gorgeous. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. They got heraldry. They've got cool helmets. They've got cool weapons. They've got personality. Uh, that might get me. I mean, actually, the lizardmen might get me into other seraphon. Yeah, I was like, come on, lizards. lizards yeah, the, the lizards are really cool. Lizards. The seraphon are probably what's going to get me Age of Sigmar. But those new cities of Sigmar miniatures are, are gorgeous as well. So Age of Sigmar is looking, 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 looking spicy as always. But yeah. finally, they're bringing stuff that both Seth, myself, Nikki D. Is there anything that like you know is going to lure you into Age of Sigmar? Or are you going to just stay 40k all the way? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up playing fantasy when Age of Sigmar first dropped. I played it for a while before I became one of two players in my local community that stuck with it. So it's not going to take me a whole lot. Um, a total range refresh for Skaven would 100 yeah. percent bring me back to playing a uh, age of sigmar You're a dirty dirty rat i love <laughs> i love skaven um i could also and, and it hasn't happened yet but a dark El well there's the uh marathi yeah. her her in her in the mm -hmm. marathi and her bow snakes but a true dark elf led by malarion um there's yeah. been rumors that they're going to get their own range kind of as a counterpoint to the uh to the lumineth I that could cause me to pull the trigger as well. I think they had some really cool underworlds miniatures. I they, believe. Yep, right? they, yeah, they they they've had it. So, and I mean, whether it's underworlds or kill team, as we've seen in 40k as well, like things yeah. in kill team often find a way into the larger yeah. game. So yeah, yeah. they keep hinting, and I'm 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 holding, but it's it's <laughs> always there. Well, we've also got horse hair. So horse hair. So he had a big old plastic. I can't. I, I just want to call it. Cataris Knight, Serata, you know, Knight Serastus. Yeah, you know, close combat knight, which is just awesome. Uh, obviously, this this is you know a giant plastic kit that's used for 30k. Yeah. But I have to assume. I mean, this is just purely an assumption, but it looks like it's got to be able to play in 40k, right? I mean, you got to be able now, to use. Now, it. chat, have you looked up uh, House Griffin chat? Because I think a House Griffin paint scheme knight would look great in Kicker's uh, Imperial Guard army. <laughs> you know, my olive drab. <laughs> yeah, I think it could work. Chat, yeah, chat, some, some blue and reds. You know, we're we're going to poll chat right now. Should Kicker add a knight to his Imperial Guard army? And Yes, chat, know. chat, please, <laughs> please let us know. Because I know what was said personally in our in our text message conversations, but I want to know what chat thinks Kicker should do. <laughs> I mean, I do kind of like the idea of this giant knight just being a close combat specialist. That's kind of badass. Uh, a giant knight running forward with a big old spear. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, we should, um, do we want to talk about the, the book schedule for 30 K or just kind of, you know, there's new books for 30 K basically. Yeah. New books are coming. Yeah. We'll see I mean, 30 K is fun. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, I, 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 my, my heart lies with 40 K. And so if I can use any, you know, if I can use any of those models in 40 K, I'd be very happy, but, uh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 and I, we can't forget. We've got kill team ashes of faith. This is a really weird kill team set. It's not your traditional kill team set that we've been seeing. This is a, a narrative kill team campaign. Basically mm. you've got, uh, Imperial agents. I think there's an, there's like an inquisitor's retinue in there and you've got a bunch of evil bad guys. 
Uh, you got some cultists. Evil some bad guys. Evil bad guys, right? They got spiky bits. They've got mutations. Uh, Seth, did you see this box set and were you impressed by it or is it, it's just not going to do it for you? I mean, I, I I haven't got really into Kill Team just because I am i don't have a lot of time to play games besides 40K. So, how much conversion um, potential? For orcs, okay, where's, yeah. where's my conversion potential yeah, for orcs? I'm looking. I don't see no, no, an okay, orc over there. Okay, this seems like a really fun yeah, no, box because you get such a range of miniatures, right? You get cultists in there. You get yeah. Sisters of Silence. You get Scions. And then you get these brand new Imperial Agents. So it's got a nice yeah. little range of good. stuff. It looks good. I've, I've always liked Should these orcs. Do you, do you remember the Blackstone Fortress box set that came out that had that huge range of stuff yeah. in it? See, that's a yeah. fun box because there's no something orcs. for everyone. There's something for everyone, right? There's no orcs. There's no orcs. There's no orcs. All right. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going as long as you keep doing it. <laughs> All right. Seth, you know what? If you're going to keep on going, start going with what's going on in the Frontline Gaming Network and what our friends are doing. I can do that, Kicker. Do that? Um, right, thank you. Yep. So we've, we've, got a, we've got a media partner page up finally. So if you want to check out any of the shows in the program, they'll be listed there. So you can just find that at FLG. Uh, just Google FLG Media Partners and that'll find that. Um, you know, a chat might point out that uh, we skipped over uh, one of the reveals, Old Worlds. Um, that's mainly because you can go over to Grimm and they did a great deep dive on it with the, all of the massive amounts of releases for Old Worlds. Um, but you can get some good Old World salt going over to Grimm After Dark. Uh, kicker, our, 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 our good friend Joe is back to his old stomping grounds, one of his original events, uh, the Alamo GT this weekend. So uh, turn that on, give him a watch while you're, you're hanging out and hobbying, you know, maybe working on that night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our, our friends over at the Squad Games podcast, that's the Kill Team podcast that you can probably go and check out and get a much more in-depth review of the Kill Team releases uh, than we've been able to give you. They have launched their own YouTube channel now where you can right. catch their podcast and it's just Squad-Games. So go check them out. Um, but now I have something that's not necessarily uh, network related uh, because there's Yet. some friends of mine friends of mine that I really uh really just wanted to highlight here and and kicker they're friends of yours too these are the hobby goblins um and they're 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 led by Jacob there and they have a, a great little com commission painting service um and they come to all of the FLG events and they bring some gorgeous miniatures look at that look at that that conversion or not that conversion that that blend from that Me bright too. blue to that red um yeah you know, and Kicker, I just thought, you know, I feel like there's something missing in the 40K YouTube space, which is just Definitely. a good hobby vlog, you know, of some yeah. guys just working on commission armies and 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 sitting around and shooting the shit with Dude, friends. It's, it's the real world hobby goblins. We need this in our yeah. life. We need they're, this reality. They're, they're helping at every event. You know, they're painting. They're, they're always a ton of fun to hang out with. So I know they could be great guys on camera. You know, they're, they're doing these amazing paint uh, jobs. It'd be really cool to watch, you know, how long is it taking to get one of these armies done? You know, how, how, uh, you know, how many armies of these guys are cranking out? How many guys are working on it? And I know that they might not be in the most glamorous setup right now, but I think as a community, <laughs> we would all like to see these guys grow from from you know a, a small uh group of of harboring individuals into a big full-blown studio that's just what i would like to see kicker well, you know the community who knows what they want you know but can if the, community the community rise wanted, up and pressure them to creating the damn yeah if the community sees or, these guys at events and trust me you will see them at events if you're in the southeast or if you go to any flg event in the united states um uh you will see them uh just let them know that you would really like to see some video content from those guys 
Oh, 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 oh. So, I, I just got got a message from chat. We we need to be talking about that big tease at Warhammer Fest. Uh, epic? We don't know. Like, what do I, I mean, that's oh, yeah. what I, what do you think, Seth? So, so, so for those of you that didn't, I don't know, follow along, there was this giant teaser of it looked like a couple different battle forces, you know, and some sort of like, yeah, it was like an overhead graphic, like of, yeah. of big army, like squares, little, yeah. like, you know, and there was nothing else, nothing else said other than you got a bunch of, I guess, imperial looking stuff and a bunch of chaos stuff. Or it, it did say, I, I didn't I mean, think there's I'm, a horse heresy logo, right? I haven't played Epic ever, so I don't know if it's good, but you know, the community likes it. Uh, can anyone else hear kicker? Is it not just me? We have lost kicker audio. Well, while we're while we're trying to yeah, while we're trying to sort that out, we're we're trying to reconnect kicker audio. Let me go through the community poll the kicker posted this week. Um, so the question is, and we, we talked about this in our group chat. What do we want to po poll this week? It was what is everyone most excited about when it came to Warhammer Fest reveals? Um, so we put up a couple of different options there. We have the skirmish games, Horus Heresy, uh, Warhammer Old World, Sigmar, uh, all the new 40K stuff. Um, and so from, from least to most uh, in terms of votes, uh, Horus Heresy came in last with only 4%, which was a little, you know, a little disheartening. Uh, we might have kicker. Can you hear nope, me? No kicker audio. Oh, and now I can hear kicker. They can hear me now. Yay. Kicker. Kicker, we were just talking about the poll, and I had just told them that Horus Heresy came in at the lowest of only 4%. You want to take it from there, bud? Ouch. Okay, yeah, that, that's a shame. But skirmish games, that being Warcry, Kill Team, et cetera, those came in at a nice 5%, so a whole percent higher. Yeah, Yay so for that. about the same. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got Age of Sigmar, the, 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 the you know, hitting it with some new stuff. But, but I was surprised at only 14%. I thought Age of Sigmar had me stoked, but not what the people wanted. What people wanted more than Age of Sigmar was Warhammer uh, the Old Mog. World. People should be more excited about the Mogrunta. <laughs> Mogrunta, right? I mean, the Mogrunta. I mean, I'm just going to call it a kill rig. The, the Age of Sigmar kill rig alone was worthy of a few more points of, of interest. But then we've got yeah. Warhammer the Old World a little higher than that at 16%. But then we got the 40K Space Marines at a whopping 22%. People thought that was the most exciting thing, followed by the 40K Bugs, the Tyranids themselves at 28%. So it seems like out of the oh, whole so Warhammer Fest, it was the Bugs. Yeah, the, the Tyranids the Tyranids won. And, and my local group chats would already reflect that in terms of the divvying up of halves of the new uh, Leviathan box set. Uh, there's a lot more demand for the Tyranids than it seems the Space Marines. But you know that's how that's how you can get the real the the real you know data right is who what box half is being sold for for more money yeah. online you know once people start splitting these up so yeah cool 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 uh, do we have All any right. comments Seth you want to you want to yeah. take a comment Seth we yeah saw so uh, my my favorite one was from Olaf who has said that he was already working through the uh, the Agastas box which was the the last uh, battle force for Space Marines and we'll be buying the the new launch box. Um, looking forward to adding land raiders and drop rods and rhinos. Uh, he's already on the transport rush train, so looks like he's going in on the space marines. But we have someone from the other end of the spectrum, kicker uh, Dean, uh, our beloved Dean Pritchard in chat with the coconut crab nids, is excited to be painting more dots on more tyranids. So he'll just get to spend you know endless hours doing that that paint scheme, man. You, so. you know, you know. I think Olaf do, hit on a very good point. You know, transports. I bet they're going to be very 
very exciting in the new edition. So, uh, you know, if you're looking at something to paint for the next, you know, few weeks while you're, you know, waiting for the new edition to drop, I feel a good investment is, is transports. Nikki D, what do you think? Do you, do you think transports where it's at? I know you're excited for your, your impulsor. Yeah, I've got four painted impulsors in my uh, hobby cabinet right, right next to me as I'm producing the show. I've got another one that's <laughs> built, uh, another one that's in a box. So I'm, I'm excited. I, I think the game works really well when you have a mixed approach, right? When you've got some infantry, when you've got some tanks, and when it resembles kind of more what a battle company is supposed to be, at least from my 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 sense that that, that really immerses me in the narrative of what the war in the 41st millennium is supposed to be. So I, I am hopeful. The big question, and, and two points, I'm going to tie these parts together. How many points are transports and tanks going to be, right? They're tougher, but how many points are they going to be? That makes a big difference. And then the other thing I've seen people pointing out especially as we look at Space Marines versus Tyranids. Space Marines look very killy, but Nids look like they can control the objectives. Well, hey guys, right now in ninth edition, right? Votan, they're really good at killing things, but they're not necessarily good at winning the game because they can't do scoring well, right? So that's the big thing. We don't mm -hmm. know enough about 10th. Just because you can kill a lot of things on the table doesn't mean you're winning the game. So I'm, I'm excited about what we have coming, even though I don't know what most of it looks like yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, love it. Uh, Seth, how about we hop into the 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 community hobby spotlight? We got some beautiful yeah, stuff. To yeah, yeah. So right? we had some folks post up some some great work this week. Uh, James posted up some uh, demons he's been working on. I know he also does some commission work. Uh, looks like we've got the uh, one of the seeker chariots, which are. Uh, a painful item to paint, I will say that. So good work on that. But, but why is it painful, letters. Seth? Because I think because of the many, many, many pokey blades. Oh, okay. Because it's also models on top of models, right? Or like multiple yeah. models on one base. Like that gets a yeah, little it's annoying. A lot. It's yeah. a lot. So good job. Um, we then we then had a, a a man near and dear to my heart, Alan. He painted up a nice purple stampa. Um, the problem is going to be as soon as he deploys it, he will lose track of it, as we discussed earlier. Uh, <laughs> once of the, once the purple the orcs believe in it. They won't be able to see it. So it's a stealth stompa. Uh, <laughs> nice touch. Uh, Dean, uh, who we talked about just a minute ago, he busted out some of his uh, Carnifexes to touch up, and then his Dang. his personal bio titan decided that it needed to make a surprise attack. Um, so That's again, cool. just getting you know surprise attack from these super heavies. Um, and then finally, Steven uh, has been working on a Lord of Change. Uh, so there we go. Uh, I, I really love this model. One day I'll just paint it for fun, but it has so many different textures on it between the flames and the feathers and the bits of armor uh and the beaks uh so there's just a lot of cool stuff going on there plus i always like the zinch color scene with a base of a blue so it's it's turned out really well so great job steven but that's all the uh the community spotlight i had for this week kicker uh final thoughts for the night bud and we've lost kicker audio again so I'm going to tell you Kicker's final thoughts. Kicker's excited because he's got a new game on Friday uh, and he's going to try out a new list. And uh, I think it's going to be all tanks. If I, I know nothing about this list, but Kicker likes tanks. So it's probably going to be a lot of tanks. And if he can finish the Rough Riders, it'll be those two. Hand signals if I'm right, buddy. Yeah, I'm right. Awesome. This is, this is how you, well, you know your friends. Uh, Nick, what have you got for final thoughts for the evening? Yep. Uh, I will not be here next week. Uh, actually, a throwback for those who are longtime listeners of Signals uh, from the Frontline. Uh, Reese, he, in the early days of the show, would talk about some of his favorite metal bands. This is just me going from memory. I have not met Reese myself. But what I recall from many earlier episodes is that he enjoys some metal bands like Gojira and Mastodon. 
I will be seeing them next Wednesday night, so I won't be here. But mm -hmm. I'm going to be figuring out what I'm painting and getting ready for ACO because I've got a little over a month to prep for it. And I'm really looking forward to uh, enjoying my last tournament for ninth edition. All right. Well, uh, for me, I'm just going to be uh, going to a little event this weekend, just having some fun rolling some dice. Uh, but I'll be back in the saddle next week. So I'll be here. Don't you guys worry. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Kicker wishes he could be here, but the warp has eaten him. Um, so we really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Bye.